the end of 2022 and we made it. <laughs> Raise a glass to yourself and let's get into it. As always, I'm Maurice and you're listening to Category Is. What is up everybody? Welcome back to the year end special of Category Is. 2022 seemed like the longest year ever <laughs> and we've been having quite a few long years on the past these past few years so i don't know about y'all maybe it's maybe it's me um but it just seemed like it was just one thing after the other after the other in 2022 from the coronavirus still going on monkeypox popped up um then we had rsv which is attacking the kids um the war in Ukraine. It's just a lot. Um, it's just a lot going on, y'all. So, but we made it. So, <laughs> tens across the board for us. Maybe it's just me, but also the move, <laughs> my big cross country, well, mid country move, my move to the Midwest um, was a lot uh, going on as well. So, thank y'all for sticking with me, being patient. Um, checking in when the episode hasn't dropped um, in a few weeks because I, I, you know, had a lot going on. And um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So without further ado, let's get into the year-end special. And you know how we always start off, what you're drinking. And so tonight I'm drinking, I have my uh, favorite sparkling red. So this is a sparkling Pinot Noir from Mom Napa um, out in California. And they only sell it like around Thanksgiving time. So I always tend to stock up because it's like the only time uh, of the year you can get it. So I stock up, get me uh, about four or five, six bottles and then <laughs> drink off of it um, for the year. Because, you know, it's kind of exclusive, you know, because, um, you know, I'm not really a red drinker. Um yeah, I just don't like red wine. I think it's mainly to do with that is room temperature. And I don't really like things that are room temperature. <laughs> I like it at a certain temperature. Because even with my Ember coffee mug that I just got, 128 degrees <laughs> for for my coffee. And then I like something that's, you know, a bit cooler or colder um, as well. So that room temperature just doesn't doesn't do it for me. So drink something celebratory today tonight whenever you're listening to this episode and do so responsibly um, if you are of legal age to do so in your jurisdiction as we always like to start out this episode we take a look at the word of the year and you know it's kind of like what was the most used word or the most uh, searched word or a word that had the most um, cultural impact uh, for the previous year and in the past few years, a lot of the words of the year have been the same um, or variations of the same word. So, you know, in like 20, what, 20 and 2021, they were all kind of related around uh, the health situation because, you know, the, it just was so pervasive and, and so, um, so much on everyone's mind um, for those two years. So this year, the three sources that I like to use, um, they each had a different word. So first, um, we'll look at dictionary.com. Um, their word of the year 
is one of the oldest words in the English language, one that's fundamental not just to our vocabulary, but to who we are as humans. And yet it's a word that continues to be a source of intense personal importance and societal debate. It's a word that's inseparable from the story of 2022. And Dictionary.com's word of the year is woman, which means an adult female person. Um, They explained that they chose um, woman as word of the year because there was a dramatic spike in the number of searches for the word woman. And they say that um, the selection of the word woman as a 2022 word of the year reflects how the intersection of gender, identity, and language dominates the current cultural conversation and shapes uh, much of their work as a dictionary. Searches for the word increased more than 1,400%, which is um, very drastic, they say, for such a common word. The biggest spike occurred at the end of March um, during the confirmation hearing for um, Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, who's the first Black woman uh, to be confirmed as a justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. There was also a surge uh, in May um, when the Supreme Court also decided to um, reverse or overturn Roe versus Wade, um, which, you know, dramatically reduced access to people's access to abortions. A couple of other times um, that there were spikes in the word woman were in September following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, who was the world's second longest reigning monarch. A spike around when Serena Williams announced that she'd be, you know, taking a step back or evolving her life away from tennis. And there were another, well, (laughs) there was another spike um, around Brittany Griner, the WNBA uh, basketball player who was imprisoned in Russia. And she's finally out um, now, so... Other candidates for word of the year from dictionary.com were Ukraine, inflation, quiet quitting, and Wordle, which is that annoying game that some people um, play. The Oxford Dictionary word of the year is a a phrase I've never heard of before. Some mm, don't know why uh, they chose it. So this word of the year is goblin mold (laughs) sorry goblin mode um the term describes behavior that is unapologetically self-indulgent lazy slovenly or greedy and i'm gonna need for them to use this in a sentence because it don't that mm, doesn't make sense to me it's typically used in a way that rejects social norms or expectations and apparently they had a public vote (laughs) For the word of the year for the first time in history which y'all don't need to do that anymore um of the three hundred and forty thousand people who participated in the voting goblin mode received three hundred and eighteen thousand nine hundred and fifty six votes which is 93 percent of the total votes um yeah <laughs> y'all, y'all need to rethink this in the coming years. Metaverse was the runner-up, which um, only had about 14,000 votes. And then hashtag I stand with uh, only received 
about 8,600 votes. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Um, Goblin Mode first appeared on Twitter, which that tells you enough, um, right there in 2009. It went viral earlier this year in which, uh, oh yeah, it involved Kanye West and then that lady he was dating, um, Julia Fox. Um, there was like a false headline about them, which child, I guess I need, um, Oxford English Dictionary to do a bit better um, next year because, yeah, this word don't make no sense. Um, The next word or the next source that I like to look up is Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and their word of the year is also a word that it still doesn't make sense to me. I know it's used like all the time, but I still don't really understand the word. So the Merriam-Webster word of the year for 2022 was gaslighting which is the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. Um, Isn't that just, y'all just lying? (laughs) That's where my um, disconnect with the word, it just means when somebody's lying to you, like if you confront someone, say, you did this, and they say, no, I didn't. That's like them gaslighting you. That's, (laughs) they're just lying to your face. Um, It's also said that it's, used um to psychologically manipulate someone and usually over an extended period of time that causes um the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts perception of reality and their memories it experienced a 17 1740 percent increase in searches uh in 2022 i guess everybody trying to figure out what it means to I know it's based on like a movie, like an old, old movie, Um, but to me, it's just another word for lying. Like, (laughs) I I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's all I got. Like, if you, they even admit that it's possible that gaslighting was vaguely connected to other words such as fake news. And it also applies to personal relationships, politics, and beyond. But people were curious about the word in 2022. Um, Some of the other words that were highly searched were Omicron, which the Omicron variants of the health situation. Oligarch, which, you know, are those really rich people in Russia who were getting all the sanctions um, because of, of Putin. Queen consort, which is... It just means a woman who was married to the king, um, primarily because they kept referring to that old raggedy bitch, Camilla. <laughs> they kept referring to Camilla as um, the queen consort, and that is to distinguish her from the queen regnant, um, meaning that she doesn't, queen regnant means you're actually the ruler, and you would have a prince consort if you were the queen regnant, but since Camilla does not rule, and she's married to the king, then she would be the queen consort. So I'm assuming that spiked around not only Queen Elizabeth's uh, passing, but also when um, the queen, before she passed, this was around the Jubilee time, she put out a statement saying that she wanted Camilla to be known as the queen consort and not just the princess consort, which was the term that they had agreed upon like for decades. Um, 
And I think that was probably some kind of consolation or some kind of um, compromise because Charles probably wanted to name her as queen, but then he knew he would lose the battle about stripping uh, Prince Harry and Meghan's kids of their royal titles. Um, so, because, you know, legally now they are prince and princess, but it would look, the optics of that would look really horrible if he took away his black grandchildren's titles, which we will get to that in a minute. But those are the three words of the year for 2022. We have <laughs> woman, goblin mode, and gaslighting. So now let's get into some of the favorite categories of the year. And we're going to start off with the entertainment. We're going to start off with entertainment. So best movie of the year, without a doubt, hands down, is going to go to Black Panther. I haven't seen it yet because I don't do movie theaters and it's not on streaming yet. So when it gets down to streaming, <laughs> I'm going to definitely watch it. You know, everyone was so interested in watching the movie, seeing the movie um, because of Chadwick Boseman's passing and then... It was like, okay, well, now how are we going to do the story? When they dropped the trailer a few months ago, that trailer was taking me through um, through it because they had, like, the mural of him, and then it was, like, the funeral scenes, and it would just looked so visually appealing. And then Black Panther has just, like, it's just a cultural phenomenon to be, you know, to have a Black superhero, and it just was going to break all the records down at the box office which it did and yeah i just can't wait uh until it gets on streaming so i can see it i did not bootleg it i'm gonna wait and you know make sure Aunt angela gets all her coins but yeah everyone i talked to um they didn't give any spoilers which is good but they, yeah they said that the movie was just amazing visually stunning the story made sense um because you had to do it in a way that, you know, honored Chadwick's legacy, but then also move the story forward. And like, since, you know, he was, I mean, he was the Black Panther, so him not being there, I read that they had to like redo the whole thing because it was going to be originally, originally like a father and son um, kind of story is what Ryan Coogler said, um, the director. But yeah, I just heard it was good. So <laughs> I'm excited. Um, to see it when I finally get the chance to. Moving on to TV, there's a couple of shows that um, were definitely good this year. And another one I haven't seen yet, but I'm just, you know, kind of mentally preparing myself <laughs> for it. And that's The Crown Season 5. It has a whole bunch of new actors, like they recast everybody. And I think I haven't watched it yet because i can't get down with some of the casting like first the guy playing prince charles is ridiculously handsome he's giving you like zaddy and prince charles has never <laughs> given that like the guy who played prince charles last season now that was prince charles he had the ears he had that kind of like dopey like goofy look he had like that long face and like he gave me Prince Charles. When I look at this new actor who I can't remember, um, gee, what was his name? Um, but anyway, Charles ain't never looked that, <laughs> that good. So he needs to be thanking uh, Netflix 
uh, real quick for that one. And then we have Queen Elizabeth is played by the lady who was in Harry Potter. <laughs> I guess Judy Dent's too old to play uh, play the queen. But um, yeah, they got the lady who was Imelda somebody down at Harry Potter. And she just seems too like sugar sweet and like grandma i don't know she just seems she just i don't know she don't do it for me and then the other person who does not do it for me is the guy who's playing prince philip so this this actor played the high sparrow in game of thrones and hated that character so i just cannot separate the two (laughs) yeah and then he just doesn't look like prince philip at all um so yeah, that's that's another. Mm. The actor who's playing uh, Princess Diana, her name is Elizabeth Debicki. De- Debicki, I don't know how to pronounce it. But just visually, she gives you Diana. I don't know about her acting um, yet, but I heard she did a really good job. And so the season is all about you know the divorce and the. Uh, aftermath of that the bbc interview that she did um and this elizabeth debicki lady she had some some really hard shoes to follow because emma corin who played diana last season was so good she was so so good y'all and um so yeah it was just a last season was a good season so it's a hard hard act to follow um so we'll see how they do once i've <laughs> finally watch this season i'll probably do that this weekend and the next honorable mention for best uh tv show of 2022 was record-breaking docu-series on netflix called harry and megan and it's a six-part docu-series they released it in two different parts so the first three episodes dropped and then uh like a what like maybe another week went by and then they dropped the other three on like the um the the next friday um but yeah it was broke records for the most hours watched um of any like docuseries on netflix so 10 across the board for y'all and it you know kind of just chronicles the time that they were uh contemplating well it kind of starts at the beginning um of their story (laughs) which was amazing to kind of see like the very uh beginning stages and you know there's been so much said and written and talked about with the two of them that there's a one point in the beginning i think it's in the intro where megan says you know who better to hear our story from than us which um, makes a lot of sense to me and this is all part of their netflix deal that they had and they had had it for a while and people were kind of you know talking about well what are they going to do what are they going to put out and this was just one of the projects. I know the they were doing like an animated like children's um, special, but that kind of got uh, postponed or shelved uh, for a minute. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, the documentary was so good. And we got to hear from Megan's mom for the first time. And oh, we were um, we were in Toronto and one of Bay's friends, we kind of got on the topic of the documentary and at that point, I hadn't watched it yet. And so the guy says that, you know, depending on what <laughs> which side you're on, because, um, you know, the people like to choose sides. But he basically says, you know, whatever your opinion of her was prior to watching it, 
Um, because let's be real, Megan catches the brunt of the um, negativity. So, or yeah, the negativity. So it says, you know, whatever your opinion of her was before it, then this docuseries was only going to like reinforce that. So, you know, if you loved her before, then you're going to love her even more afterwards. And then for the people who are haters and, you know, believe the negative, nasty things that people were, were writing about her, then it was only going to reinforce those feelings as well, which, you know, it's a crazy world that we live in. Cause when you watch back, like the timeline, they kind of break it down like that too. The time in which they were courting <laughs> and first started dating and even leading up to the wedding, I think, um, was like a happy time. Everyone was so like impressed with her resume and, you know, she's a philanthropist and we're excited that she was going to, you know, modernize the monarchy as this mixed race American coming into one of the oldest institutions in the world. And think of, you know, at that time, we're also dealing with the orange man in the White House and all the MAGA people and then Boris Johnson in the UK and people were worried or talking about um, immigration and securing the borders and um, this one uh, professor who's common, he gives com commentary throughout. Um, he basically says that when people are bringing up immigration, that that's always a proxy for, for race. And so think of the, like the Twitter times and like people are just going crazy um, over there too. And it just, it just became like this whirlwind of social media and, you know, monetizing clicks and likes and engagement and the news media and the social media they also realized that they could make a lot more money by profiting off of these hate campaigns and it just was the wrong time i think um and little was done to kind of quell that so we just ended up with this horrible situation for the two of them they was like fuck this we out of here and there was some like family dynamic stuff going on so if you haven't watched it um i encourage you to do so y'all know this is a megan stan <laughs> podcast so mm, intense to another, another megan megan the stallion won her case from well i guess it wasn't her case but yeah she filed the charges when the guy shot her in the foot tory lane's um yeah, so she finally won. He was found guilty on three different counts and faces up to like 20 plus years in prison, uh, depending on sentencing. So believe black women, protect black women, support black women. So yeah, tens across the board for Harry and Meghan docuseries. Go see it on Netflix uh, if you haven't done so already. And then let me know what your favorite part was. So then now the best show of 2022 goes to House of the Dragon on HBO. It's the it's a prequel series. It's based on the same world of um, Game of Thrones. Um, so it follows the Tar <laughs> the Targaryen family. I'm sorry, this uh, sparkling peanut is getting me. Um, but it follows the Targaryen family. Um, it's 10 episodes. It did kind of jump around like a lot. They tried to cover a lot um, in the first season. And they had these massive like time jumps, but it was so it was kind of weird because you would have one 
character playing a, a one actor playing a character one episode, then the next episode is a completely different character, and then the episode after that is a completely different actor um, again. So it, it you know, it's a bit, I wouldn't say it was hard to follow, but it, they just made some confusing choices. And one of the most confusing choices <laughs> that they made was that the women wore the same dress for like the entire episode. And I think I told y'all about this um, a while back where it'd be like, four, five, six days a week is supposed to pass. And the women have the same dress. Like, girl, no ma'am. But it's visually appealing. The story was itself is good. It's based on a book called Fire and Blood, which is like a companion book to like the Game of Thrones books. And yeah, it was just everything uh, to me. So I can't wait for season two. It's not going to premiere until 2024. So we have a, over a year that we have to wait uh, for the next episode. And I can't wait um, that long. So y'all need to hurry up down at HBO Max. And now let's move on to music. The best music of 2022 um, is not my personal fave. She's not my diva of choice. But the way Beyonce got y'all all wrapped up in her new CD, um, <laughs> She was even selling, like, merchandise before the CD dropped. You didn't know what it was. It was like a mystery box, uh, they called it on the website. And you didn't know what you was getting in there. Um, but, yeah, also scam of the year because Mama dropped that CD and y'all ain't heard shit from her since. So she got y'all money. Y'all ain't get a, a video or nothing, child. No tour announcement or anything, so... I personally, I didn't listen to the CD because, you know, like I said, she's not my diva of choice. Um, but it seemed to move the people this year. She said this, the CD was inspired by one of her family members who I think was gay. Everything was a remake or like a remix or not a remix, but like a sample. And she got a lot of backlash because people like Khalees and like... Um, some other band said that they weren't notified that Beyonce was using their songs as a sample, which I don't, you know, I don't think that's uncommon um, because unless you wrote and or produced or, you know, owned the song outright, I don't think they would be contacting you anyway. I could be mistaken. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not um, Clive Davis. <laughs> so I don't I don't know the inner workings of the music industry. So we will see what Mama brings in 2023 because <laughs> she gooped y'all for 2022. I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. So now let's get into some messy stuff, child. The messiest scandal of 2022. Honorable mention is going to go to the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial because that was a mess. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing um, because it, it was it was a lot um, going on, but the sound bites and the clips that they released um, and the summaries that they were dropping, it was a mess. It was a mess. She ended up losing. Um, she owes him what, like, like fifteen million? I don't know. It's a lot of money. I don't think she got it like that. Then she tried to appeal it. And then recently, I want to say like a few days ago, she said that um, 
she either lost the appeal or withdrew the appeal. So now she got to pay him. There goes her stimulus check. And so the messiest scandal of 2022 goes to none other than Kanye Omari West, the artist now known as just Ye. And ooh, now that I'm in Chicago, I need to go find uh, his childhood home where he lived at. Um, yeah, I just... In 2023, it's time for us to stop making excuses for for Mr. Ye. I think at this point, I just don't know. I mean, it's just scandal after scandal. After drama with him, so he was dating the Julia Fox lady, and then he was got into trouble for making all the comments about uh, Pete Davidson. I believe his social media stays getting banned and suspended and... I think now he's on a permanent suspension because he said all the anti-Semitic remarks and lost out on all his deals. And I just started, I I don't know uh, what to do about Kanye, but let's, let's just pray for him, y'all. Let's hope he get it together at some point, but he probably won't. So let's move on. The best, the, yeah, best viral moment of the year goes none other to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith, and that slap down at the Oscars. So in case you were living under a rock back in what? When was the Oscars? In March? It seemed like forever ago. But Chris Rock made, I thought it was a funny joke um, about Jada Pinkett Smith. It wasn't even like a joke. It was like a like a side comment. Um, about her having, you know, bald head, made a reference to G.I. Jane, because in the iconic scene where she shaved, where Demi Moore shaves her head, um, you know, not realizing, or maybe he did know that Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from alopecia. She was laughing herself. The camera cuts away, and then Will Smith starts yelling, you know, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And then proceeds to walk up on stage and cold cock Chris Rock across the face. <sighs> so there goes his career. He went on to win like an Oscar like later in the night. And then he got a standing ovation, which I did not understand. Um, maybe he was gaslighting the people into thinking that we didn't just see what we saw. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was a mess. And career suicide because there's no coming I don't think he's gonna come back for that. Like he didn't apologize, which I think made it worse. And then he gave like a half assed apology like weeks, months later, and then he tried to give an interview. Oh, when he dropped he dropped the apology the same day as something major that was happening. So people it kind of like slid under the rug. I think it was the day the Beyonce CD came out, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, that um, happened at the Oscars. I wasn't watching it because I refused to watch the Oscars this year because of how they did Chadwick Boseman last year, where he should have won the posthumous Oscar. And then they rearranged the categories to have that category be the very last award of the night. So everybody's expecting him to win. Because that, I mean, like, why would they change the award 
the order in which the awards are given because best picture is usually the last one of the night. But yeah, um, I think who won? Anthony Hopkins or somebody? I can't remember. But yeah, that was a mess. So people people were texting me about the uh, the Oscars. And I was like, nah, girl, I wasn't watching. But I got all the info the next day. And it was just a mess. It was a mess, y'all. And there ain't no coming back from that. Which takes us to our next category, the best comeback of 2022. And for the second year in a row, because they got best comeback last year, that is Benifer 2.0. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck got married this year and I am surprised that they made it this far like I you know was all nostalgic and hopeful and everything when they got married when they got back together after she um broke up with A-Rod because you know they just make sense as a couple you know they were together back in like the 99s and the 2000s they got engaged and then they broke up like days before the wedding was supposed to take place they went on to you know marry other people have other kids or whatever but i just um i i was hopeful but then at the same time i was like "Ooh, girl i don't know about that Uh, we'll see if they're gonna make it and they made it they had an old nasty wedding down to somewhere in the south i think it was new orleans and they looked happy i mean they just looked happy so tens across the board for them, the best comeback of 2021 and <laughs> of 2022. What y'all gonna do next year? Have a baby? We gonna see. But <laughs> one thing that was going on around about J Lo on social media is that allegedly she's doing like a Whitney Houston tribute at the Grammys, and uh... <laughs> no man. Of all the people to do a Whitney Houston tribute, who let Jennifer Lynn Lopez name come out their mouth down in the suggestions? I don't know, but I don't want to see that. And I damn sure don't want to see this new um, want to dance with somebody movie, that biopic that they were coming out with. Because one, the lady don't look like Whitney Houston at all. She looked more like Yvonne or G from Insecure. Then she looked like Whitney Houston. And yeah, I just don't see it. Um, yeah, I just don't see it for that. Oh, what's next on the list? Oh, we're almost at the end of the show. So we only have two more categories left. So in the category of best slay, honorable mention goes to none other than Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, who gave us two nasty looks down to the UK this year. She was in the UK uh, over the summer for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee to celebrate her 70 years on the throne. They, they meaning uh, Harry and Meghan, kept a an intentionally low profile. One, because they don't trust the people <laughs> and the media and everybody. And I think there was also some, a concern about um, their security detail. So they, um, you know, stayed out of the public eye. Also, they were going to blame her for trying to get some attention anyway. So they were like, well, 
in order to not do that or not give y'all that, then, you know, we're going to post up on the wall and, and not give y'all anything to feed off of, which was a smart, it was a smart choice. So we only saw her a couple times during that event. And the one sleigh that she gets from me is she wore old nasty dove gray, um, I believe it was Dior, like coat dress with old nasty hat. And she had gloves, like elbow link gloves as well. And when they walked into the church, y'all, everybody kept turning around to look at Megan and Harry too. But primarily all eyes were on Megan. So that's when you know you are that bitch. And then the second uh, best late nominations also, Meghan Markle moment. And this is when she actually returned to the UK for the Queen's Fume. And she wore old nasty cape um dress which she had the blue version of the dress and she wore it to one of the queen's um birthday celebrations like a while ago and then i believe it was her 90th was it her 90th birthday it was a few years ago it was a while back but that's when she had on she had on like a gold um constellation purse i believe as well but anyway um this look she wore the black version of that dress and then she wore the black version of the same hat that she wore in June to the uh, the Queen's Jubilee um, celebration. And nothing else, like no other adornment. She had on a tiny pair of earrings. And I think that was it. And she was had on the most basic outfit among all the royal women. She didn't wear old nasty brooch um, like some of them trying to, you know, <laughs> raid the Queen's jewels. She just had on simple black cape moment. And again, all eyes are on her. So that's how you know <laughs> you're that bitch. You can be the most basic, wear the most basic outfit, and still command all the attention. And the person who got all the attention for the most or the best slay of 2022 goes to none other than Blake Lively. Down at the Met Gala way back in May. And as soon as I saw <laughs> this look, y'all, I knew it was going to be the best slay of 2022. Nobody else compared to this look. When she walked into the Met Gala, she had on this old Art Deco inspired, like jewel encrusted column uh, dress. Uh, she had on like gloves and like a big old voluminous, like bow, almost bow at the hip. And I think she had on like a tiny little tiara also. And I was like, okay, like, like that's cute. The theme was like uh, something about New York. And um, I was like, okay, like that is a pretty dress. And it was on theme. And she was one of the um, hosts or ambassadors or something for the night. So then fast forward, she's like, they pose for the pictures. Then Ryan Reynolds, her husband, like steps away. Like once they get like halfway up the stairs. And I was like, okay, like she about to do something <laughs> because there's no reason for him to like step so far away from her. I mean, I know, you know, they like to take pictures of the woman and the men are just, you know, the arm candy because he had on just like a basic tux, I think. And so then this team of like assistants like swoop in, they undo the bow on the hip, they unfurl this, they unsnap this. They pull this back and she had on like a completely different dress. And at the same moment, someone is like sliding off 
the bronze colored gloves that she had on. And then she had a, another set of elbow length gloves underneath in like this uh, patina kind of color reminiscent of the Statue of Liberty, which was one of her inspirations for the, for the gown. And then the back of the, it just was a completely different look y'all. And mama did that. Like she's stayed on theme, which nobody at the Met Gala ever does. It was perfection. Like both looks on their own, even the first look would have been a sleigh on its own. But then the transformation just took it, just took it to a whole nother level. Tens across the board for the design team and whoever came up with that idea. Cause mama, mama brought it down at the Met Gala. And for the final category of the night, the category is person of the year. This is the person who had a major cultural impact uh, across the the globe for the past year. And we have an honorable mention first before we get to the person of the years. So the honorable mention goes to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth countries. She was the second longest reigning monarch in the world, the longest reigning uh, female monarch in the world, um, over 70 years on the throne and was like grandmother to the nation, grandmother to the world. She's, you know, was the queen for longer than a lot of people have been alive. So that's not something a lot of us are going to see for a long, long time. And, you know, it felt like a very significant loss. I know I talked about this on the episode uh, for a queen um, a while back, like right after the fume. But yeah, it was uh, a major loss, a major loss for for the world. And we will see what King Charles III brings, probably not much, but um, but her legacy will live on through the people who continue, you know, great charitable work and endeavors and make history like our person of the year for 2022. And that title goes to none other and you probably already know who it is, Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, is the category is Person of the Year for 2022. And, you know, she had a busy and amazing year. Um, started out the year, uh, I think, kind of quiet. Like, they didn't have much going on in February, I believe, uh, where she and Harry, her husband, received the NAACP President's Award. Um, They were honored for their work with the NAACP, which began in 2020 uh, following George Floyd's death. They used their platforms to, you know, propel racial and and social justice, as well as civil rights, um, saying that it is just as vital today as it was nearly 115 years ago when the NAACP uh, was founded. They then also launched a new award, um, the NAACP Archwell Digital Civil Rights Award to acknowledge and support a new generation of leaders. The winner of each award will be awarded $100,000 to spend in the field of digital equity, which that's pretty amazing, y'all. The inaugural recipient of the 2022 award um, was Dr. Sophia Noble, 
She's an internet studies scholar and professor of gender studies and African-American studies at the University of California, uh, Los Angeles. In April, she and Harry hosted the Invictus Games, which is kind of like an Olympic, Olympic style um, game that honors uh, injured service people from the military. In May, she made a surprise appearance to support uh, the family's grieving from that school shooting we had. And then perhaps the biggest stuff uh, for her happened uh, in the second half of the year. So in August, it was when she launched her podcast called Archetypes on Spotify, which was part of their big uh, Spotify deal. And she actually broke records again for being the most listened to um podcast she knocked uh joe rogan out of first place um as being like the most popular podcast in the world or in, in the u.s at least um which was a hard thing to do because as problematic as joe rogan is people still listen to him every single week which um that's another story for another day <laughs> but on her podcast she each episode is kind of dedicated to a different uh stereotype or different um archetype and they want she kind of breaks down like the meaning of the word she had uh like asian americans women on there talking about um like the tiger mom or the uh stereotype she had my diva of choice mariah carey on her second episode to talk about the word diva and the misconceptions of that. It was actually uh, one of my favorite, well, it was my favorite episode of the season for obvious reasons. But um, to find out that Meghan Markle is a lamb was amazing as well. She gave speeches. She um, was at the UN. She had a few um, different engagements around one young world. She was on the uh, cover of Variety and the cut so two magazine covers she won a people's choice award for most uh for best podcast then their documentary on or docuseries on netflix uh premiered in december beginning of this month and broke records again and they were also honored with the rfk ripple of hope award which they traveled to new york um to receive and then, yeah, here we are at the end of December, and I'm sure she got a lot of things uh, in store for 2023. So tens across the board to Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. Category is Person of the Year for 2022. Another award for you, Mama. <laughs> Let me know when you want to come and, uh, and pick it up. So that about wraps up the year category is thank y'all for sticking with me for each and every episode have so much in store for 2023 so just a few uh show notes uh we are going to be on a little bit of a hiatus uh for the next few weeks to reset recharge i'm not doing dry january so don't even <laughs> think about that but yeah just gonna take a a little time off and then uh, come back to y'all as I get my studio here, the new house set up, which is just my office, bring you some amazing content, some inspirational 
and exciting collaborations and working on getting some interviews uh, scheduled as well. And don't forget that category is is also in the running for the best LGBTQ plus episode um, at the inaugural Signal Awards. So thank you to everyone who voted in the public voting. Um, and hopefully I will have an update for you soon. Um, so until the next time, y'all stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other, and I will see you in the next one. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now. Category Is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith.